man. Woo. Came in hot. Was that the music? Wait, are we supposed to start? No, that no, was... no. The, uh, the, uh, it didn't start recording, so I stopped it. I'm sorry. Oh, gotcha. oh okay. Now, no, now no, we're recording. I'm going to hit the music. One second. Leave this all in. Yeah, this is all for everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. Fade out. Uh, w- <laughs> welcome to the radical dude cast. What's up? What time you heard that song? I don't. I used to have to hear that song every time I used to put the music in front of the episode. When's the last time you guys even heard it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I did that for five years, so I also like heard a it a lot. You did for one week in two thousand eight. I did it the whole beginning of the podcast. I yeah maybe. I'm just saying. That I haven't heard the music in a while, and now I heard it. Oh, really? I hear it because I listen to the episodes um, no, lately. Don't. I've been, you know, lately I've been listening to them because I've been enjoying them lately. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I listen to them now, and uh, so I hear it almost every week. Oh, nice. Uh, good to know you never listen, didn't enjoy it before. Uh, I, en- oh, I enjoyed it, but not to the level I am now. So I listened uh, much more infrequently. I'm thinking about donating to the Patreon, honestly. I'm listening at such a rate. <laughs> yeah, you better not be listening to them for free, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I might shell out the five bucks to get to that first tier. Dude, if me and Greg find out you're pirating our podcast that we all three do together, it's going to be consequences, bro. <laughs> yeah. If you think I know how to pirate anything. <laughs> well, you could no just way. log in and listen. Yeah. Pirating for you would just be oh. uh, facial recognition on your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I listen to them. What do you mean? Wait. I was talking about the Patreon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I have been. Yeah, you're right. I should be putting money back in. I've been, I have been listening to them. I shouldn't uh, have admitted that to you guys. No. No, you're supposed to be. <laughs> we're all supposed to be listening, you know, to get better at our craft. But I can't. I can't hear. Everything I say is stupid and crazy. And I interrupt oh. everybody. That's I don't know why true. anyone listens to this spot. I go, why does anyone listen to this <laughs> when I hear it? Why does anyone think I'm funny? Oh, You'd be surprised. Really? People get turned on by such strange things in this world. You know? <laughs> you got to just you figure you're in the mix. I listen every week, and every week I say, this is an unbelievable pile of horse shit. <laughs> and it's ruined by me. I said, if Greg, I say, if Greg and Anthony could go off on their own, it would be gold. They'd be famous. I, I ruin it every week. Well, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's not true at all, man. Thanks, you're, guys. you're really, yeah, you're, you're the driving, you're the, you're the glue of this uh, podcast. Greg is the driving <laughs> force, and uh, I'm around. You know, <laughs> you were the, you. Hey, we're all guys who just show up to the podcast. That's really all we are. Anyway, yeah. I've got some topics to, to get into today, if that's all right. Yes, that's, I, that's great. First, I, 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 unless this was part of your topics, I'd love to set the scene. Me. Can you t- can you tell us, Greg, wh- where are you and Anthony? Oh, we're in the, uh, I want to say North Carolina, but that's not true. Because <laughs> I we're, live in North Carolina. No, we're in uh, Rockport, Massachusetts. How many fingers now? Uh, 
he's got two, three fingers up. Damn, this guy's. Yeah, good, man, man, I can see you through the windows. How windows work? You're just through the window. It's fine. You're doing great. Yeah, we're great. in Rockport. It's it's all right. It's pretty nice. The air, our, uh, there's no air conditioning in the rooms, and our refrigerator broke. So coolness is really a mental state now. You have to make yourself cool on the inside. Yeah. Anthony, this you have a question. This house wants us outside. It doesn't want. <laughs> it wants us to enjoy nature. This house is trying to get us to the trees as much as it can. Yeah. At first, it was like oh, it's hot in this room, so go outside. And then it's like, oh, there's actual food that you can eat from nature. Go fish. That's why the refrigerator <laughs> broke. Yeah, yeah, trying to push us to hunting yeah, and gathering again. Seeds. Yeah. Uh, so a Anthony and Greg are on a couple's uh, vacation uh, in the woods or, or lake, beach. What kind of deal is it? It's a weird place. I don't think it's rocks. Everything's rocks. We're like, there's everything. You're on, we're on boulders. There's no beaches. You're on boulders. It's very scary. This, is, this sounds like the start of a horror movie. You're on a, this couple's vacation. The electricity's broken. It's rocks everywhere. This is, this is not good. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I'll tell you, though, I, I had to go out to the uh, town the other day, and there was a little um, – I made friends with this little handicapped midget guy. He had Down syndrome and was also a midget, and uh, he was handing out paperwork. I didn't know. I, I didn't. I, it's like a bad hand, I guess. You know, like because I most people I meet who are dwarves are not also have Down syndrome, but he had both, and uh, so I was like, well, this guy's going to be my friend because you know he is not going to care about my flaws. You know, so he was handing out all these um, flyers for Rockport, and I kept trying to talk to him, and he just kept like backing away, and I was like, what's up, man? And he was like, I don't like your mask. <laughs> he didn't like. He thought my mask was. Um, not like not government issued so he <laughs> he got mad at me for not for for trying to talk to him through a mask that wasn't up to his par he had like um like he was gonna go paint a room you know like a respirator he's respirator. probably he's probably immunocompromised but the thing is in that situation i mean i do understand people need money but it's like well you can't be the flyer you can't be a flyer guy then he wasn't being paid they do it voluntarily. They do it for Rockport. So well, that's even double, worse. <laughs> double that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was out there with his old guy who was like, you're good out here by yourself, Donnie. And he was like, I'll be good. I'll be good. He had like a, a naturally deep voice, which I thought was cute. He's like, I'll be good. <laughs> he was cute. I, he was so cute. I also like how you, when you first described him, you misspoke a little bit and you said he was handing out paperwork. He was. I just, you know, <laughs> while his flyers aren't, I thought you meant oh, like right. he was fly, like handing out like an IRS form for you. <laughs> like, hey, you got to fill this out. But like, who are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> now it was all like uh, come to Rockport things. Like here's what to do in Rockport. And uh, you can't, you got to wear your masks all the way. Man, all right, somebody, somebody else talk. Well, I got nothing. It's also, it's also kind of funny. I got nothing today. It wasn't even that It's also kind of funny because it's like, hey, man, I'm here. Like, you got to do this in a different city. I'm yeah. already in Rockport. You won us over. Yeah. 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 Come to Rockport. We are here. <laughs> Who are you selling this? Come back? Yeah. You get it right back on all these flyers. Yeah. Totally. Job done, Donnie. Job done. I'm here, man. No flyers yeah. necessary. Take this over to Sandport. Yeah. <laughs> Did, wait, that was was that real? Yeah, that happened oh. when I went to get the egg sandwiches. I went to get the egg sandwiches. <laughs> Tito walked over to the beat. Was that real? What if I, no, no, <laughs> I no. I didn't meet up a little handicap. It would have been funnier if it wasn't real. I just told you exactly what happened. Yeah, that was a it little just, kid. <laughs> Go ahead. 
It had a lot of it had a lot of elements of a lie in it. Really? That's the only reason I asked. Yeah, there Which was a lot elements? of there was a lot of fantastical things happening at the same time. His name was, was Donnie. What was fantastical about seeing a handicapped kid handing out paperwork? I don't know, man. A handicapped little person named Donnie who was handing out paperwork in the middle of town who then said he didn't he didn't like uh your the the safety of your mask. That all just Yeah, seemed- but it made sense. No, no, I'm saying it made sense. I'm not I'm not questioning the validity. I, I just I I wasn't sure. I thought it I wasn't real just cuz it seemed like so many wild elements coming together. All right, if I was going to redo that story. So uh, <laughs> let's just see, right? Uh, actually, I will say the validity of some part is I'm not necessarily sure about his name. I just kind of said Donnie. <laughs> I didn't really know. I don't know if he said his name and I forgot it. But I just, you know, that kind of thing I don't count as a lie. That's like, what are we doing? Yeah, Stop the story sure. and say his name? Could be Donnie. Um, what? Could be Could Donnie. You know, we don't know. So if that was a lie, he would have taken off the mask. I would have noticed he's not a handicapped person, beautiful woman who uh, <laughs> wanted to make love to me. <laughs> and I, I turned see. it away. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was just some kid. He was just some, I don't know if he was a kid. I don't really know how to age these things. <laughs> it's hard to age. It's hard to it's hard to pin an age on when you got multiple uh, situations going. It's hard to pin an age on them because then yeah. you start yeah. running into sort of uh, you know it. You know what's that? What's when you get old real quick? Um, uh, Jack disease. Jack disease or Benjamin Button? Depends no, that's reverse Benjamin Button. Oh yeah, Benjamin Button got younger, right? He, yeah, so Jack. When he was old. He was a baby. Yeah, yeah. Jack. He had Jack. Jack he had Robin Williams Jack disease. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to know. You start getting into these syndromes, and you say, "I can't." P-. Like Terry, the dwarf that beat up Mr. Braddock in seventh grade. I've told that story many times. When the dwarf beat up the algebra teacher, uh, that guy. Terry could have been anywhere from 12 to 47. Uh, and there was really no, there was no telling. He was ageless, yeah. really yeah. Uh, ageless. And I think he was on the older side. I think he was doing a sneak move where he just wanted to get in back into school and beat up a teacher. But it's hard to say. Yeah, that's a move when you try to transfer back to a school to fight a teacher and you're 50. And you're like, <laughs> this is how you could just wait after school for him. Yeah, this yeah. kid was cool, though. Go ahead, Anthony. Surprising more dwarfs aren't uh, undercover cops in schools, you know? <laughs> Surprising they don't take advantage of that. You know, they mainly put them they mainly put them in the circus or they, they put them to work at chocolate factories. But right. they're not they're not putting them to use in the police force. <laughs> well, but I think because physically they don't I don't know that they run as fast. The cartwheels don't do as the uh, make them move faster or anything like that. I totally get also, when you see the, I mean, you look, I, this is like, this is dicey ground here because I was raised by dwarves, but like, uh, you know, I don't like to make fun of them because of that. Um, you look at them and you go, that's not a kid. That's, that's, that's a different type. You know, they got yeah. a big old, I know. Yeah, got I a bigger know. head. And well, some legs. but how about this? Mm-hmm. I think they would be effective <laughs> as undercover cops just in life because I think like, uh, if, it, you know, like a drug dealer was like, hey, man, are you a cop? They could be like, what? I'm a dwarf. How can I be a cop? <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah, crazy? Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen a dwarf cop? That would be ridiculous. You know, like, I think yeah. that would be the move because it's like, that's yes. too, like, get, like, get an amputee, like anything 
crazy that you've never seen as right. a cop. Right, now you're talking. Get them as the undercover cop. Of course. Cop. Get a yeah. blind guy. Like, Get a horse. You know, like, uh, uh, you might be a cop. I, I can't see you, idiot. How would they let me be a cop? <laughs> yeah, play, you could, can you pretend to be blind? Or people, they would, the criminals would see right through that because they know how to pretend how to be blind because they're always pretending to be blind to get money from you at the mall. <laughs> you could you could get you can make yourself blind for the sting and then you can uh you know you can get to the brink of blindness in your vision yeah. um and then you can have it reversed once the sting is over yeah what's the best way to be an undercover cop i love this idea of like they're not gonna let a one-armed man in there i don't know those, those are all pretty good maybe this well is dry yeah it's hard to say maybe i think like if you got a guy if you got a guy that was so fully neck down paralyzed, you know, they have to blow into a straw right. to steer their wheelchair. That might be the top undercover cop because no one he's beyond suspicion. Yeah. <laughs> you are a robot because they'd be worried about being deprogrammed, you know, like I, is he programmed? You could check his programming, not a cop. And then you oh, find yeah. out the deeper programming is a cop. <laughs> no, this guy's cool. He's a robot. <laughs> I can see that being yeah. said a lot around the docks. No, no, no. Edgar's cool. He's a giant phone. He's all right. Oh, I, you know what? Go ahead. I, I'd like uh, also, Greg, how, how you think that the criminals just have a guy on hand that could check his programming. Like, <laughs> hey, Tony, take a look at his uh, mainframe there. I know, you got, I know you got that IT degree. <laughs> they always have their hacker guy, right? They always yeah, have their yeah. one. He sits in the car. You know, he sits in the back of the van. Yeah, right. And he's the best right. hacker ever. But he can't fight. They'll shoot him. You know, he's vulnerable, but he's running the system. His name's right. Micro or something. <laughs> Flash drive. Yeah. Everyone else has normal names. Yeah. It's Jimmy, Billy, and that's Jimmy. That's Wires. We call him Wires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He always like, he has like a weird affectation about him. You know what I mean? Where he just like eats jam with a spoon. Mikey's weird, but he, Micro's yeah. all weird, but he gets the job yeah. done. Something yeah. about that jam. Yeah. yeah, and then he over always under promises what he can do in the amount of time. He goes, "That'll take a while." <laughs> Done. And then you're yeah. like, "God damn it, wires!" <laughs> Just showing off again. Oh, him? That's keyboard crackers. <laughs> we call him that because he's good at keyboards and he only eats crackers. <laughs> hey, you ever see these guys in bands that play the wires? That's crazy to me. You ever see those guys? Where like there's like a beautiful woman singer and then she's like next to a guy and he's just got a bunch of wires and he's touching a bunch of buttons. Who's that guy? The wires guy. You know who I'm talking about? Like a DJ. <laughs> mm, there but used it, to be DJs, but now there's guys with wires. Yeah, it's like a high level. Main it's like sampling. They're doing a lot of sampling and like plugging things in and playing. With to no beat. He just like beep, 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 beep. Yeah, no, he's just playing the wires. That's it's an, it. It's an interesting... I think that's a claim you could get away with, like, because no one knows the facts behind that. So if you're yeah. trying to, like, pick someone up, pick up a lady, and you said, like, oh, I'm the wire guy for Adele. I play the yeah. wires. I play the wires, Adele. man. Yeah, and they would, wouldn't know what that is, so no, no disproving it. And that, that's a woman you don't want. You know what I mean? That's a test. If, she, if you play the wires and she doesn't know anything about the wires, you throw her back to the sea. That was never going to be love. <laughs> this is a good way if, like, you're secretly rich and you don't want to tell anybody how. 
you're like, oh, I play like that's actually a great cover if you're in the if you're in the cops, you know, and they're like, you know, like a money laundering scam. It's like, how do you make all your money? Why well, play the wires? Well, no one knows how no one knows how those things work. So I guess he does. Yeah. No? I, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> what our business already is. Like, I think that's what 87% of comedy clubs are, are is just a money laundering scheme where the IRS is like I don't understand that business. I don't know how people are getting paid. I don't know what the system is. Leave it alone. Yeah, Leave you could just alone. go. There was a million people here last night. Yeah. You go, wow. Yeah. No, there wasn't. <laughs> I feel like a million. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know that Louis 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 Stamatis draws five sold out shows a week. <laughs> yeah. That's not even a lot. Yeah. This club's not doing that great with their money laundering. <laughs> yeah it is funny like even like some clubs will be good you get paid with an envelope of cash in the bathroom and it's a good it's it's weird to be like man that's one of the better money laundering fronts in the business you know yeah. like Would, uh <laughs> that? like they're they're called comedy clubs but you get paid in like an envelope of cash like yeah. you have to be like for a money laundering front <laughs> this is great you know yeah. like they've they've put real effort in here there's somebody, I think it's, uh, I, I, it's either Bruce Bruce or Earthquake, but like yeah. he came up like in the Chitlin circuit and it was like kind of common to get ripped off. And yeah. so some club owner was telling me this. And so he uh, only accepts cash, but now he's huge. And sells out with a door deal, so the clubs have to give him like seventy thousand dollars in cash every week. Where it's like he just leaves with a briefcase of seventy thousand dollars in cash. So dangerous! It's That's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And oh my god! I mean, how is Bruce Bruce not getting robbed? Well, I would imagine it's probably more dangerous to try and rob Bruce. I imagine mm. he rolls around. If he's doing 70000 in cash sure. every week, there's somebody with him who will shoot you, is my guess. In uh, his, mm. his manager probably also has a gun. Why doesn't he even just get a bank? I don't know. I kind of like the idea of getting $70,000 in cash. I'm also, I would lose it I'm or also, spend it before I leave. I'm also probably fucking up bruce bruce's whole tax cheating scheme by saying this out loud i don't know exactly who it is well so. we know one thing about our podcast the irs is not listening <laughs> yeah i yeah, mean they're not you know, listening to this yeah we i've never we don't, i don't know that we have any accountants that listen do you have any old do you have any old things that you still do like that's clearly because he has like you know he came up in that circuit and he was used to people trying to rob him so He's a new, you know, can't change his stripes. Do you have anything that you guys still do that you're from the old, from the old days that you're like, wow, I'm, I'm just, oh my God, my battery's going to die. I got to plug my computer in. Uh, <laughs> you guys answer that and I'm going to grab my wire and then you just tell me again. Just leave out some fun details. Comedically or life-wise? I'll take anything. I got to get my battery. What about you, Anthony? Life-wise, do you have any like throwback moves you do? Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes. Well, I mean, I, I still talk to myself. It's ramped up, man. Yeah, yeah, I you know. Too. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, falling into the brink of uh, madness. The other day, I was in the kitchen and uh, I said something, and Julia was like, "What did you say?" And I, I, I had to repeat to her that I said, "I just, you could. You, this is going to sound." I said this to myself. I said, "This is going to sound controversial, but I think 
the Cavs were a better team than the Heat. I said it as if I was mid arguing <laughs> with someone. <laughs> you know I mean? Like I preface it by being like, look, I don't want you to get mad at this, but I'm going to say it for nobody. I love that. As a Clevelander, I love that you said that. I appreciate I, that you said yeah, that. I stand by it too. I think if you look at the, that big three, they were more in their prime than the heat big three and they don't get the crap. I also think, it was a more well-built team uh, for LeBron, but uh, that's how you know that's that's it. <laughs> What's up? How Craig? long was I gone that you're hard to talk basketball? <laughs> two years. I left you guys you're gone for two years. <laughs> well, I, I expected talking... to come right back in on what I was talking about, and now I'll, you're talking about LeBron. I'll, I'll fill you in. Uh, Anthony's one of Anthony's <laughs> habits that he's never gotten rid of is talking to himself, and Julia caught him having a basketball debate with himself. Oh, that's great. Uh, uh, I do the same thing. I I talk to myself too much, but I've kind of like made it less crazy by uh, now what I do because Amy's a pretty heavy sleeper. Yeah. So I wait till she goes to sleep, and then I talk to her for about an hour. Uh, oh, and whoa. so I'm talking to myself, but someone's there. So yeah. it's like, I, it's, if anyone were to catch me, I'd say, "No, I was talking to her." But she's yeah. d- deep, deep asleep, and I'm just telling her theories on life uh, and <laughs> how the world should be going. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? What are some of the things that you say? I'll just be lying in bed going like, uh, you know, here's the problem. Uh, the I can tell you how we could solve uh, the Black Lives Matter issue. <laughs> uh, and I'll go through my whole theory on that. And, uh, uh, you know, I just I break things down while while she's asleep. Does it ever work into her dreams? Yes, often she has <laughs> nightmares because, and she'll wake up and like catch me. She'll wake up on like a piece of me being like, and you know, I do believe that uh, Israel now has rights, but I don't know if it was a good idea in the first. Like, she'll wake up on like just me having political debates and like just like what. What? And I said, I just said, I love you. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. And then I put my hands <laughs> over her eyes and close them. Dude, what if Amy wakes up and she just goes, I, I, I just figured it out. I know how to solve the Gaza Strip. I've been uh, t- doing more with t- Tita, telling her more of what's going on in my head. Because like, sometimes we'll be driving and I'll ask her a question. And I'm like, do I get to see your family anymore if we get a divorce? And she's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I just saw this rest stop. And I imagine that there was a guy at the rest stop who tried to fight us. And then I punched him. Then he got really hurt. But I went to jail. And Tita was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to be with a man who's in jail. So then I get out of jail. And I still want to see the family. The family didn't let me see them, even though I have a past. And then like, I tell her the whole story now <laughs> yeah. that's going on that led up to the question of, like, would you leave me? I don't even remember what I just said, but I've been getting better at telling her that. And she's like, I think she's been pretty receptive to hearing these wild um, adventures that are going on that lead up to the insane questions that she gets an hour after silence. It's hard, I think, for all three of our significant others to, like, really truly understand the inner workings of what's going on in our brains. Like, because all three of us have this whole fantasy dialogue 
going yeah. at all t- at all times. Yeah. It's just like yes. a million miles an hour. There is a world in my brain that's happening that's separate from the real world. And like, I'll let you in, but like, you're not going to like this museum. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there's some exhibits that are not good to look at. Uh, yeah, it's a sloppily. It's a, and this museum has no theme. Know that going into <laughs> yeah, yeah. these floors are not going to make sense to you whatsoever. <laughs> I walk into every sub every situation like Batman does. I have fifteen ways to shut someone down for the argument that we never had. Right? Like I know it's like, well, I'm going to walk in there. They're going to not like this. And here's the fifteen things I'm going to say about that. And then it's like they were never even they never even said your shirt was ugly or whatever, you know, but like they're going to come in, they're going to make fun of me about this. And here's, and then I'm going to talk about why in, in the eighties they did, they shit their pants. I remember that. And then like, bring it right back out of them. And you go, they were just nice. They were just yeah. nice. They were just yeah. nice people. And you, you have yeah. a way of, you have three ways of murdering them that you're never going to get to. I, it's like, so, like something I, and I've always told Amy this, like, it's like being with me is like, it's really fun. But sometimes it's gonna backfire. Like I, uh, she, she was uh, be, before we moved. She was taking a shower, uh, and I was mad because not mad, but like annoyed because I wanted to take a shower. And so, as a bit, I built a wall uh, out of our moving block boxes, blocking her from uh, coming down the hall when she turns out of the shower. And then I removed all my clothes and put a bucket on my head and had a uh, broom like it was a jousting sword, you know, and uh, to scare her. And I thought this was a good bit. And uh, she uh, came, opened the door in her towel, screamed in fear, like piercing, screamed in fear, slammed the door and started sobbing. And uh, I went, look, you know, I take my shots. I thought this would be yeah. fun. I thought a naked knight threatening you would be fun. I didn't occur to me. Women are very vulnerable yeah, when they're yeah. in a towel uh, <laughs> coming out into a dark hallway. Uh, yeah, I could see how that backfired. So I'm sorry. Yeah, that man, that happened similar, not not to the creative effect of yours, but similar like a month ago, Julie was in the shower and i thought she said get in here and kiss me but i think she said go in the kitchen and get something so i just i i was like being like you know so i i just pressed my lips against the shower curtain and oh, she it's not romantic that's a, it's innovation you're, you're, you're from the year 2030 I it would be, neither would be like uh, you can't have this just yet you know no, that's like, how uh, certain religions kiss you're, you're, weird religions yeah, your response to get in here and kiss me was to not get in there and just kiss the no. dirty shower curtain no I thought I'd give her a little preview and then I'd, I'd slide my face over and she'd get the real thing it's one of the most disgusting things the grout that is on the shower curtain is disgusting um, but yeah so but she wasn't reacting like i just i had my lips pursed against the curtain for a little while and nothing and i was like oh, all right maybe she didn't see so then i just uh <laughs> i just revealed the curtain and she started screaming 
so loudly no, yeah. and then looked in my eyes and kept screaming. Like there was a moment where she still knew it was me, but couldn't stop. Oh man. It was, I've never, you know, there are moments where you like say to yourself, could you be a cold blooded killer yeah. and just, and murder without feeling, man, I couldn't do it. The, the, the look of sure. I, you know, how like some people, they see that and they go, I was so, I've never felt that rock hard in my whole life. Like that, mm-hmm. man, I, I was, uh, I was terrified that I caused that look in somebody's face. It was kind of nice. Yeah, that's, uh, I've been there with Tita. She's very scared of spiders. That like, isn't a big follow-up, but yeah. No, no, it's okay. Do you guys ever do that? Do you guys like pass a dead bird in the street and go, thank God I didn't get an erection? Well, yes. I, I've always been. <laughs> yes, I, I've, always. I, Maybe this I've, one's more for Greg. I've always been happy. Yeah, Greg, you go ahead. Go ahead. My whole life is is I'm is looking at things and going, thank God this hasn't turned me on. Because <laughs> I'm walking around turned on all the time. And so now I'm at a point where just when I'm not turned on, I feel better. I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, this is life, huh? I'm just surrounded by seaweed and the ocean and a soft penis. <laughs> Sorry. I've also like we're dealing with another thing too is that I've like an idiot I we I didn't have enough wa- I didn't have enough Rex, he's outlets. in the middle of the living room I swear to God like, there's no, there wasn't enough outlets in my room to set up my computer so now I'm just surrounded by everyone else in the beach house who's trying to be way too quiet around me and I'm being and I can't be free with you know they're all they all everyone knows me they know what kind of maniac I am he can't be free but, with saying he he did get a boner from a dead bird yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brendan, man, I'm out on the patio. The I thought they were going to the beach. I'm Never on the patio saying whatever I want, Brendan. I'm six <laughs> oh, feet away from life. this guy. <laughs> oh, man. What a wild, what a, what a different world it is out here. Freedom um, world. You're in the freedom what? world. I I'm really shut am. down by these libs. Cricket's Gr- eyes are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He looks like, man, God. you look like a, a real, a real, uh, what, what's the word? Just a shifty, a shifty yeah. character, like a guy lying to some cops during yeah, an interrogation. Exactly. Greg's in like the middle of a deal going down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine though, if, you on a, vacation. if you Go were ahead. just a, these are all comedians we're here with, which is nice. But imagine if you went, you were just like a normal person and you brought your one uncle to the beach house who has to do his vulgar <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. at 11 o'clock in the middle of the- Yeah, man, you're, you're on your way to the beach and you're like, I think uncle just screamed the word midget. <laughs> I think I think my uncle just said the most problematic statement yeah. I've ever heard. So ah, some silly. handicapped midget with a bunch of paperwork named Donnie. <laughs> well, we had a uh, there's a there's a guy painting our new kitchen today, and there's uh, down here in my area there's like a storage room with some paint, and there's a chance he was going to come down, and there was a character thing we were thinking about doing, we still might do, and I was I was just ready. I just told Amy, I go. You, if he has to come down, just have him be quiet. And I was like, "This guy's gonna think I'm crazy." Just do- no. It would be amazing because he would think you are the character. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah. "Oh, this is some New England football player who lost his feet in a war yeah. that didn't happen, yeah. <laughs> or something." I don't know. Whatever a random yeah. character. Dude, would be. Greg, you're dead on, man. Brendan does look like an ex-football player who is uh, <laughs> has lost an appendage. Yeah. And it's isn't a bad thing on you. I, for whatever, I think it's the bandana. The bandana's been working. I'd still yeah. be playing if it wasn't for my foot. I lost yeah. my foot <laughs> yeah. and uh, I did cut my career short, but I'd still yeah. be playing for sure if it weren't for my foot that uh, <laughs> I had the diabetes type 2. 
Um, um hey. Greg, what's the thing you didn't answer? What's the thing that you do that you still do from like being a kid or not, or just like from uh whatever ago? Um well I think I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like I've got a bunch I guess whoa, I just got lightheaded. Uh I guess in the comedy clubs it's weird, like I do I mean I bet I'll come around I I'll do like if I go to do a show, I do like see where the seats are placed. And I'll just go up to the book and be like, this all needs to change. You need to change all of this. And like some of them, like, I don't think I need to do that anymore. Well, comedy clubs, you don't need to do that. Wait, you would go to comedy clubs and tell them to rearrange the seats? Well, I think it's a thing that will, no, not comedy clubs. It's a thing that like, so when I used to do shows, you know, you do these shitty shows, you yeah. walk around and you test the mic and you'd be like, look at the room, right? So even if it's in a comedy club, I'll look at the room like, how are these tables distributed? Do I need to tell these people about how to change their tables? And it's like, you don't need to do that where you are in your career. These people are clubs now. You don't need to tell like, who the, who's the wait staff here? Are they can be too loud. I'm gonna have to just check these people out. And then I have, again, 15, way, 15 ways to shut down a waiter who's being too loud, who did nothing to me. But I, I've already got nine insults about his wife, his clothes, his baldness, in case he's too loud during the room. But you know, that's fine. That's really, that's it. But I don't think, yeah, I don't really need to do that anymore. But, well, it's funny because, like, you kind of do sometimes. Like, even at a club, you, you kind of – there is – for somehow they slip through the cracks for years yeah. without – you kind of had to be like, hey, man, why are you not, not – I mean, COVID's different, but before COVID, you still would have to be like, hey, why are you not seating people in the front? Like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? You know, like, or what the mic is way too low, you know, like stuff yeah. like, like people will turn me down a lot because I'm loud on stage, but they turn me down too low and like yeah. stuff like that, where you, you still have to talk to them. There, sure. there was a thing, I don't know if I brought this on the podcast, so I thought was, was kind of fun about COVID is that like all of the shitty rooms are now the best rooms because like all the good clubs were like, oh, we know how to run a room that is a room that people were packing people in tight. They know how to do comedy. But all the people who've just been getting by with like, I've been doing an outdoor show <laughs> in a parking lot for years. I know how to, I can wire a microphone system through your Ford Explorer. And they're yeah. just like, they're the best shows to do now because they've been horrible for years. But now they're the only, they're like, it's like the, what I would say, the like, in the room of the of COVID, the the comedy club booker with a flatbed truck is king. Like right. these these this world we're living in now. Like all the really like thank God I was nice to these people on the way up, and it wasn't like ah, fuck you, I'm better than you now. Because like now I'm I'm asking, hey, what brewery do you or can I do that's outside, and you have a megaphone I'm just talking to. Yeah, or like the clubs that have been like, we've been socially distant. For 12 years, <laughs> yeah. we've, been, we've been making a profit off 14 people in the club for the entire time. So no trouble there. Yeah. We just will go on. We'll just take your temperature. That's the only yeah. difference. Yeah. Some, of these, some of these clubs are like, as long as the mob still needs to launder money for us, <laughs> yeah. we'll be a-okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so some people were like happy about some of these shows, but I, I don't know if you guys have done any of these. I, well, I know Anthony because we did it together, but we did a show in the park with no microphone and like the green room was not the green room. It was just, a, it was just a part of, it was just a part of the lawn. And like, they call you over and you're just a man standing to the left. And now you just walk over to then yell at people. And it's like, this isn't no different than a man just yelling at people in a park. Like I am no different than that now, but they're like, this is a show. It's like, how, where do you get the balls to call this a show? This is yeah. people screaming at people. 
It also felt weird to be screaming at other people in a park with no microphone and not have a political message attached to you. You know what I mean? Like, I've only ever seen that done at, like, uh, a rally for a social cause. It felt very weird to do jokes in that setting. I, yeah, I, I, the, I, did, I didn't mind. I think I always enjoy when there's just chaos in stand-up. Um, that puts me more at ease for some reason. Mm -hmm. So like the fact of not having a microphone or just being underneath a tree and screaming, um, <laughs> I think it, for whatever reason, it lowers the bar so much for me that it puts, it makes me, um, comfy. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's that like when there's no winning, no one can win that it's okay because I wasn't supposed to win. Yeah. Yes. What's there's odd to me about the whole thing is that like so we're in this business where people have tried it in every single way and have tried to make money and have tried to make it in every single possible iteration it's kind of weird to me because like now these park shows are like fine you know they're like they're they're okay so it's kind of weird to me they just haven't always been going on that somebody hasn't they been running been well, they, running a show in Central Park for 12 years. They kind of have. They have They're, been. They have. Our self-esteem used to just be better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, they, laughter in the Park has been going on ever since I've been in comedy in New York. But, but I think you're just so used to doing comedy indoors with a microphone and a stage that you're like, in a park in yeah. 95 degrees? What are you, crazy? Yeah. But... Having nothing, you're like, yeah, of course I'll do it. Um, do, do that show, Stand Up on the Corner, where you just do stand up on a street corner and people be yeah. like, we were trying to do it. And we just, <laughs> we just got to a point in our careers where like, I'm not going yeah, close to that yeah. anymore. And I think we just <laughs> yeah. forgot about it, but it was chugging along. You have to, this is this, the, that guy who, who, who knew that they'd be like, my heyday for stand up on the street is today because COVID happened and now everyone, I got Jim Gaffigan on the street now. It's like <laughs> yeah. Crazy. yeah. It's like if you get really rich, like you forget the bus exists, but it's still out there. You know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you who you don't, you can't forget about. That's Randy Epley. Because if, if you try and get off Randy Epley's Comedy Dungeon email list, forget about it. You're, on, that thing, you're locked into that thing for life. It, it is easier to leave a Planet Fit, Fitness membership than it is to get off the Comedy Dungeon email chain. Oh, man. You got to explain that to people because only three of us know who that is. Oh, Randy Epley's sure. Comedy Dungeon was one of the worst. Was it like a, was it like a hostel? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're just doing stand-up for three people who don't speak the language. And then he would come out with a bomb strapped to his chest <laughs> yeah, as a yeah. bit. And then people would just go, is this a joke? Is this real? I'm scared boom, of New York. Boom. Yeah, they would get petrified. He looked like a guy who had spent long enough time in basements to start to look like one. He is <laughs> yeah. as close as a human being as you could get to Gollum uh, I've ever seen. And yeah, he would just, he would do these, um, he would do these shows. And these shows would be marathons, but only marathons because he did about 20 minutes in between each person. Um, oh, it was the best. And yeah. just th that broken amp, that shitty microphone. I loved every, and I think I knew at some point I would get out of, uh, the Randy Epley stage of comedy. So I are think you ever while, really out though? I don't know if you're ever I, really no, I, out. No, yeah. And it jokes on me cause you're, you're, you're not, but like, you know, at a certain point you go, all right, I'm done making these a regular occurrence or I'm done needing these. So yeah. I remember, but I remember being like, man, this is not going to be around one day. Like, mm -hmm. I, I remember really soaking in the Randy Epley Comedy <laughs> Dungeon experience. Dude, 
Go ahead, Greg. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, thank you. Uh, he and what Greg said at the beginning is honestly, you're, you're, you'll, you think he's exaggerating. He's not. I swear to God, this is not an exaggeration. I did a comedy dungeon show that was six French people, and it was established at the beginning of the show that not a one of them spoke English. I swear to God, no yeah. English. And I, we all just said, we're still doing this show. Why are you here? Why yeah. are we here? <laughs> Who is this for? You can't understand us. And like, <laughs> I think he got them in under the guise that they were going to like see juggling or some shit. <laughs> but it was At the talking. End. And they can't speak English. And it was, and what I did, we did, it was a whole show of silence because no one could understand at all, at all. Zero <laughs> English. <laughs> Dude, well, I go to the Randy Epley show once and behind him, he drags a suitcase <laughs> on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you yeah. this. There's three people in the crowd. More than enough place for him to put his suitcase not on the floor. He opens up the suitcase so slowly, like zzz, on the floor, like he's unzipping a bomb, opens it, and then proceeds to eat miscellaneous food out of a plastic bag on the floor out of a suitcase. <laughs> and I was like, what's happening here? Why is he eating? Why is this? Why is he eating off the floor into a suit? He lives here in New York. Why, where's the suitcase? Why is there food in the suitcase? Loose food. That I, the reason I'm not laughing is because I'm stunned because the first Randy Epley show I ever did, I didn't know what Randy Epley looked like. I walk into the comedy dungeon, which is just the basement of a hostel, and it literally looks like a dungeon. Yeah. And there's just an old, like, spidery man <laughs> on the floor, on, on two, uh, not sitting like on his butt. He's sitting on his knees, leaning forward, almost <laughs> like a dog, eating old Chinese food off, uh, off the floor, exactly like yeah. what you just said. And I go, well, that can't be the guy that runs it. So let me look around for someone else. And it was, that's Randy. So now I thought that was a one-off. Turns out he's just eating off the floor every time. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> How does he still do? It's crazy. He's crazy. That's, but that comedy is still happening. Like that stuff is, I mean, maybe his show's not happening because of COVID, but that's all happening. It's all yeah. bad. I he'll he's like the he's exposed to himself to so much bacteria over the. He's like the one guy who's just like I'm not worried about COVID. You know, like whatever <laughs> yeah. I've had through the years, uh, I'll be fine. He used to do that bomb bit where he would wear road yeah. flares taped to his chest for an entire four-hour show and then in the end he would rip his jacket off and people would go wait really like the comedy <laughs> wasn't good enough for me to believe you're not gonna blow us all up yeah and what i like too is like he was somewhat um uh high and mighty about comedy a little mm -hmm. bit where yeah. you know like whatever he was just doing then for him to be like ah everybody kind of does that joke man <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? Also, yeah. what Greg said, like, not only was the comedy not good enough for you not to think maybe the bomb was real, the comedy was of the nature that you kind of were inclined to think it was real. You know what I mean? Like, it was bad in a disturbing way. Yeah, in a psycho <laughs> way. Oh, this is the kind of guy who, like, that's his last set, and he wants to take out, like, 15 German kids yeah. with him on, on, the, on the way out. Yeah, he, he did 
have a he was like a Michael Douglas in Falling Down kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of energy. Yeah. It's so funny how many bad shows you did in the beginning that you were just like, I guess I'm not good at comedy. And it was like, no, you were great. These shows break you. But like, I got this is something I get mad about. Like these, a lot of these young comics who get famous fast, like they have all this confidence. And it's like, yeah, that's because you got lucky. Someone picked you up early, and you didn't have to go through these hostile shows or all this bullshit that really just made you not believe in yourself in any way, at all. You know, like you didn't have to do quiet comedy at a library, which is like right. somewhere <laughs> yeah. or something. I, Whisper yeah, voice. I, I truly believe if I never stepped foot in the comedy dungeon, I wouldn't have as many gray hairs as I have. <laughs> I would have a yeah. different body. I think I, I think so. It, Dude, LOL Comedy Club was like a knife. It was like people were like, oh, I might get hurt oh, tonight. Yeah. Sorry, Brennan, go ahead. It's such, no, you're right. It's just, it's such a fine line because I think all those brutal shows, they do, they, they really do. Like a lot of those guys that just blow up and get handpicked, they can't handle a rough room, you know? And, and we, all three of us can't. And like, I think part of that (laughs) is from, and now they, the thing is, a lot of those guys that blow up, they don't have to handle a rough room because they have a following. Yeah, they get they, to just they, do yeah, their art. They're sold out. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. But we, you do develop skills doing those brutal shows where you're like, I mean, when we used to do late night at the strip, it was like you literally had to hone your crowd work yeah. because you needed it to stop people from leaving. You literally had to talk a guy into staying there. And like... That was and like that. Those skills have have aided me because I'm not blown up. I do have to work, you know, uh, uh, fucking honky tonks where everyone's drunk, and I gotta be, you know, the 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 ringmaster of the circus while I'm trying to tell my jokes, you know. So I do think those those rooms serve a purpose i wish i didn't have to do them i wish that (laughs) that we didn't do them but i do think that all three of us have these skills of being able to control a room that some comics don't have that we got from doing bad shows yeah but i don't want that skill (laughs) (laughs) i don't want it i want this i I want to be able to walk up there and talk about whatever goofy shit i'm on this podcast i'm so free and weird that like i it's like i'm trying to be able to bring some of this on stage but a lot of times you just can't because people go wait what why is he doing (laughs) what is what is what am i looking at but like you have to like kind of incorporate it but it's like you see some of these kids who like they just get blow up and then get to just go out and be weird and it's like Good, you know, good for you. You have a people crowd following, but I'm not mad. I'm just saying. No, it's, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, it's like, you know, I did this. I did, I did I'd rather a, have the money. I did a fucking Christmas show at a Chinese buffet for an HVAC company. And <laughs> if, if one of these kids who blew up tried to do that show, they just would have thrown a rock at their head because yeah. it was panda fucking monium. Yeah. And I knew the only way out of it was to just start making fun of the boss. I knew enough to know yeah. that and like, and let them get in on it. And it's like, yeah. we've learned those skills, but like, if you're just used to doing your act and you get to, you get to do whatever you want to do, you couldn't do that. And now it's funny. Cause it's like, like Greg said, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. do the HVAC Christmas fucking party <laughs> yeah, at the course. Chinese buffet, but it paid pretty well, and that's my job. This is my living. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, yeah, I think you still, you know, uh, you get some gigs where you're like, oh, in this room, 
I'm allowed to be who I am. And yeah. then you get other gigs where you're like, I have to do a job. And you just, as, as I go, I just hope that I have to do less jobs and more rooms that are like, hey, we're, we're here to watch you do your art. But yeah. until you can get to that place, man, you're doing jobs. You yeah, know? you're doing jobs, yeah. man. Hit jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Get in, get out. Give me the cash. Give me the 70 grand tonight. Yeah. You're doing you're, wet work. This, yeah. yeah. You're doing, yeah, you're, you're on, you're on a roof in July. Um, but yeah, I remember doing 10 minutes at a swingers convention and leaving and going, you know, that was pretty good. And it probably wasn't, but, but comedy, yeah. I had done so many horrible gigs. The idea of doing 10 minutes on a microphone that barely worked in front of a group of people that all wanted to fuck each other. I was like, not, not too bad. Honestly, that's a dark place to be. In. Yeah. I did a, a one at levity two years in a row and it was a nursing home that was owned by like a Hasidic Jewish guys or like it was like a Jewish family or something and I wore the guy go on stage and the owner or boss goes you wore that shirt yesterday because I had like my red plaid shirt on like he goes I wore it last year right and like this is a knife fight show so <laughs> yeah. I just responded with you've never never taken that outfit off because it's just like and like i was like oh my god what are you doing this is bad it's kind of a religious joke but then i was like yeah i don't like religion so fuck this person and uh just like but then the crowd like lit up and then i started like digging on this guy and i don't know that these jokes if taped i would and if i had anything to take it would be taken but it was like it was kind of like hey man like this is a you know like you're just trying to survive out here these people have never the people in the front row were trying to fuck each other because they were like they all work together so like this was their first time outside of work and yeah. so they're just broadly talking to each <laughs> yeah, other yeah yeah uh while i'm trying to do whatever oh this is that show i told you this this was the show that in the i finally get them finally get them they're starting to laugh the owner walks on stage looks at me and goes tell them the buffet's open now <laughs> in the middle of my set <laughs> and i just went fuck it buffet's open now i hate my life <laughs> that was it. I had uh, I had a show, and this was this was in a comedy club. This was mm -hmm. in a comedy club, and they had a new manager, and he was uh, he was a good guy, and he was from uh, he was just a really proficient and good restaurant manager, but had no experience in comedy, right? And uh, he's he's behind the bar, and it was a small club. And I'm going into my Lunchables bit, which is a big bit for me. I don't do it as much anymore, but it, it's, it's like it's one of my it's one of the few jokes that, of mine that people sometimes recognize because it got played a lot on the radio. But um, I'm going into it and he goes, stop, stop. Hang on. Hang on. Just stop. Hang on. And it, so it just wrecks the joke automatically. Yeah. And he's digging around for something. And then he runs up to the stage he just happened to have a pack of Lunchables. <laughs> and he thought in his mind, yeah. it was like, I'm going to help you. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to this joke. Now you have a Lunchables to hold up while you without no concept of you just fucked the whole thing, man, yeah. because you just stopped me in the middle of the funny part. Uh, and what, I'm just going to hold this up as if you didn't know what <laughs> yeah. Lunchables were like. Well, see, that guy doesn't do what we do. He didn't play it three more levels. He didn't go, right. okay, I'm going to grab the Lunchables. I'm going to run up there. He's going to say, this is like what, like he didn't think about what are you going to now do with the Lunchables? <laughs> right. He didn't see past that wall. He right. goes, he said Lunchables. I got Lunchables. <laughs> right. 
I got to save this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the only way that guy works for me is if he had something for all of your bits. <laughs> That's the only way that I go, all right, man, this he pulls guy, out a noose. Yeah. Uh, this guy yeah. is a Brendan fan. This guy pulled out Vietnam fatigues for yeah. a joke about his dad. Here's a here's a baby in a pool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone coming. I, I only remember the night at Foxwoods where I was bombing so badly. And then John, the bartender, came on stage to give me a shot. And I was so paralyzed by nerves in, in the moment. I didn't feel him next to me. And the audience started cracking up laughing. And I thought I was starting to do well. And then he tapped me on the shoulder. And I wasn't even... But that's also gross. He shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, no. It was, Sorry. It was, it was horrible. And he was like a guy in my corner. And then he was like, I thought you needed this. And then everyone upended in laughter. And at that moment, I should have just walked off stage. Yeah. <laughs> I really should have. But I, you know, but I, I... I joined them in laughing at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that's the best wow. way to do it. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. I, that was the only way to survive in that moment. But it's like, man, I wonder if those moments take hits on you that you just can't see, you know? Well, and the crazy thing is the crowd's perspective on these kind of things, because like I got a taste of it. I was getting tattooed one time and the tattoo artist told me oh there was uh there was some comedians at uh the she knew i was a comedian she goes there were some comedians at this tattoo convention uh i did last week not good <laughs> and i i go i go what was the setup you know because i'm like maybe they were in a separate room and you could sit down you know and she goes, oh, they just put up a stage and just while everyone was getting tattooed um, in the various booths at the convention, they were telling jokes. That's the and dumbest it's like, idea. Are you, that's yeah. That would never. Are you insane? <laughs> You're it's just tattoo artists concentrating and people in pain. That's yeah. your and, and the noise of a thousand buzzing machines. And they <laughs> these guys were probably making 50 bucks. And you're just yeah. and your concept is not good. They yeah. weren't good. Also, if you laugh, you fuck your tattoo up. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Like, sometimes, so, yeah. <laughs> sometimes comedy feels like remember that Fox show, The Chair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how comedy feels where they're just like, yeah, man, we're just going to throw all these things at you and. And you just, uh, you got to try it. And if it doesn't go well, we're going to criticize you. And it's like, yeah, man, it's not, this should be, it's not supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, the one, I, I think the one of the, not the, this isn't one of the worst things story-wise. Like it's not a great story, but the most pain I think I felt on stage was I was working bananas and Hasbro kites. And right before I go on, I swear, I think maybe I was, maybe I was opening for DePaulo or something as I'm, and I'm hosting right before I go on, she goes, you can't curse. So my whole set list of everything I was going to talk about, I was like, I can't do any of this because all of it's, and also, I don't know, I'm sure you guys have been there, but when you're doing a joke, you go, oh, fuck, this goes to a dirty place. Yes, yeah. And I didn't realize. So I remember I'm doing my set and then had to abandon the, I was like, I was like, so I get to this girl and I, you know, and I'm in her panties and then, whoa, that's it. And then people, like, I, I just cut the bit halfway through. I forgot what the bit was. It was like a vulgar bit. So then the crowd's looking at me like, why, what are you, why, what were you talking about? Why did you yeah. waste our time talking about a setup of a story that's the it? So bad. One of the, some guy goes, 
dude, you got to get better. Like it wasn't even like, it was like, man, you got to like go home, come back. Right. So I get, I'm only hosting. So it was like 10 or 12 minutes, you know, I get off the feature goes on and they have this rule where you have to do five minutes in between the feature and the headliner. And they, even if you're great, that never works. Like it never works because you're not being funny at all. Now, if, I had nothing already. Like I had nothing before that. As about to walk up, they go, you need to do five minutes. Like they didn't, I was like, I'm just going to bring them up. And they were like, no, you have to do five minutes. Went up there with no material. And for five minutes just kind of was like, so how are, how are you, ma'am? How are you? And she was like, just bring up the next comedian. And I was like, I can't. And then I go to the next guy. I'm like, Hey, what are you up to? And he was like, just bring up the headliner. Like they were all telling me to do it, but I knew I had to eat this five minutes. It was right. five minutes of raw pain. And, it, and know, it's the worst. My head. Oh man, it's so funny. And it's the worst because you can't break and you can't be like, I'm doing this because the owner thinks you're children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why this is all happening. Yeah. yeah. They don't believe you'll make it back from the bathroom in time. Yeah. Right. Most right. of you have looked each other in the eyes and had abortions. But the <laughs> owner thinks if I swear, yeah. you're going to get very upset. Yeah. Opening for Nick DiPaolo, whose yeah. first joke was looking at the monkey on stage and went, look, <laughs> the president is here. That is what he said. But I wasn't allowed to curse. It was ins- I saw him do that. I went, what the fuck is happening? Because I was like, I guess DiPaolo's working clean now. And right. they were like, oh, no, he's f- further than ever. But it was it was like 2008 or something like that. Or I don't know what it was. I don't remember what it was, but it was bad. And I was I just a real that. painful set. <laughs> I I showed up similarly, kind of similar story. I showed up to a casino gig in Iowa. I was hired. Just no specifications were giving other than headliner, you know? So you assume if if nobody tells you anything, you assume it's normal headlining set, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's no reason not to assume that. Everything's fine. There's no one really there that is like in charge really there's no one kind of involved with telling me what to do five minutes before i go on the host who i guess is the representative of the booker goes so it's an hour and 10 minutes clean yeah then you just <laughs> go no it's not ten. an <laughs> hour and 10 clean and i go what and he goes, yeah, they like because they like the people just uh, they like the people to keep drinking. So it's, it's an hour and 10. Cl- and I have like, man, if I stretch, I can do 45 clean. If I stretch and bring yeah. out some duds from the old days, like I can do for and some a little crowd work. But an hour and 10 clean is like, what are you talking about? Like, what, mm-hmm. it's not that's not even a good show. You like there's already been too much comedy. So I just cried, did crowd work the entire time. <laughs> I think it was Sam Evans. I was on the road once. I think it was Sam I was with me. <laughs> but uh, I brought a feature. It was all in the emails. All was good. I bring a feature. Get there. There's two people in the room already, two comics. And I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, And they're like, well, I'm the host and he's the feature. And uh, I go, oh, well, I actually have a feature. Um, and that's all. I swear that's all I said. Yeah. The host looks at the feature. The feature looks at the host and goes, well, then I'm hosting. And then the host was like, no, fuck you, man. I'm hosting. And they then got into a fist fight. Uh, 
<laughs> screaming at each other. Both get thrown out of the club. Now it's just, I'm like, they call, I'm like, Sam, Sam just has to go up cold. Also, I would have easily just been like, you do a guest spot, you're hosting, right? But they never asked me. They just started fighting. Then both of them got thrown out of the club. It was like a, it was a, it was, the, it was upstate New York. I can't remember that club. But anyway, oh, like Laugh It Up Poughkeepsie or something? No, 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 no. It was, a, it was, like, a, it was like an improv. I oh, forgot what it was. Like the Albany Funny Bone or something? Yeah, it was one of those. Um, as I'm saying this, I'm like, why am I saying this? Uh, <laughs> why? This is a fact that doesn't even matter. But anyway, they get whatever. Then, the, then the, poor Sam is on stage. The waitress comes back at me, and she starts yelling at me like, I did all this. And I'm like, here's the email. I came with a guy. That guy also could have did a guest spot. Anyway, Sam ended up doing 45 up front because he had to do like the host and the feature spot. And then I went up to like a horrible crowd. And then we got out of there and left. I like I like today. I like that we just had a chat about comedy. I like this. Are you guys like, how are you guys feeling about this? I want to check, do a check, emotional check-in. Good, man. I'm Anthony on vacation. first. <laughs> nothing it, it would take a lot to bother me in this setting to be honest with you yeah i think you guys did a great job i i'm fine with who i am <laughs> as a person but this was the hardest episode of the rad dude cast i ever had to do in my life because my add was flying i was holding on to every word you'd say i would just grab the last word and be like okay he's talking about it was nearly impossible for me to pay attention to (laughs) anything that was happening today but we did it we got through it that's why i brought it up because i saw that in your eyes and i want to tell you you're fantastic you're fantastic you brought up you brought up most of the subjects of conversation (laughs) you 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 nailed it okay we had a really fun character thing today but i was like there's no way i can do that that's why all our names are Willie Willikers, Jeffy Ringling, and Lemon Snow. We were all supposed to be a British band. Don't tell them. Don't we're going to do it next time. Away. Come on. Someone's we'll going to have to bleep that. I was so, I, well, I don't want them to just be have a heart attack. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, what are we at time-wise? Do you know? 60. He messages. Oh, we're at 60? Okay. Cool. Yeah, we're good. Um, we got through it. That was, what was a war zone for me mentally. <laughs> You were, man, you were I'm, out, I'm out of here. Yeah, man. Yeah, Brendan's Greg is Greg is inside in the middle of the house dealing with everyone probably walking by everything. I'm out of here on the pad. It's just me and the birds out here, man. I'm having a good time. <laughs> um, hey, you guys got anything to plug? Nah. Nah. I'm actually. Uh, oh, I do. I- Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go first. I, uh, I am actually, uh, uh, if you're in the Cleveland area, I am headlining Hilarities uh, Thursday, August 20th through uh, the 20, Saturday the 22nd. Drastically uh, reduced capacity, so social distancing will be uh, great. Everything's going to be safe. Um, but because of that reduced capacity, tickets go, are going to go fast. So uh, uh, get them as soon as they go up on the Hilarities website. And then, of course, uh, uh, definitely uh, subscribe, rate, and take a second Take 30 seconds and review the Rad Dude Cast on wherever you get your podcast. That really helps us out. We appreciate you guys listening so much. And then if you want more Rad Dude Cast, uh, we provide three bonus episodes a week. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Rad Dude Cast. Greg, go ahead. So I guess I'm doing a comedy night uh, at a, a Prium Vineyards in Connecticut uh, on uh, August 8th at 6 30 
p.m. Uh, f- tickets are thirty dollars. Uh, <laughs> price includes a first glass of wine. This is what I'm talking about. These are the kind of shows that I used to, that I thought we escaped. Uh, but we're back performing out. But this is gonna be fun because these guys know how to put on a good outdoor show. Um, <laughs> these guys uh, know how to put on a good bad show. It's a cold <laughs> jester. Well, I'm gonna be great, and me and Sam Evans are gonna be there. Um, Preamville. It's eleven. It's in a Colchester, Connecticut. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's tr- uh, ticket prices have been drastically increased. Only God knows why. Uh, <laughs> that is, includes your first glass of wine. That's quite the oh. uh, quite the plug for the show. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, <laughs> ticket prices have been drastically increased. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you why. Yeah. I know what's coming to these people. I yeah, don't get it. I know how much I'm making, and I know it's not enough to justify that amount of. Pr- mm-hmm. This unless four people are coming to this show, guaranteed <laughs> the numbers add up. <laughs> That's it. That'll Anthony. do it, man. I got nothing. Um, I'm around. You know, you want to hang out with me. <laughs> you got to find me, bro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye. The Rad Dude Cast is hosted by Anthony DeVito, Brendan Ayer, and Greg Stone. Original music by Brian Zippert. Produced by Mike Suarez. Executive producers, Brendan Ayer, Greg Stone, and Anthony DeVito. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.